This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. Okay, so today, this like compulsion of comparison is kind of been in my head and something that I think is so, so common for all of us. Definitely. I'm actually really excited about this topic um, just because of the own work that I've done, like my own self-growth. Comparison has definitely been a big piece of that and something that I've had to work through. But at the same time, I think I've more than anything had to find and I'm still working to find acceptance with it. Like, I don't think comparison is ever going away, but we need to be thoughtful of how we are interacting with comparison. Ooh, I like that idea because I like how you're saying that it's never going away. It's not. Kind of to prep for this, I was researching and listening to things and sitting with this concept and I've definitely found that our brain naturally does this. It's not... Mm -hmm only people who aren't self-confident or only people who are in XYZ situation, like every single human does this and it's natural and it's actually something that we can use for a purpose. There's a reason innately that we do this, right? And so kind of digging into that purpose and leaning into that more than this perceived negativity that can surround it. For sure. I was looking at your notes before and I really appreciate how like positive you were with it because I feel like I was taking a more negative stance. Um, But just kind of going back to my own journey, I'm sure we will both dig into kind of our own stories at some point. But for me, I had to go through a lot of work related to food and body things. And I worked with some coaches at the time. Um, And I remember comparison was something I brought up a lot in my coaching sessions because it was very painful for me just almost debilitating in a way um and I remember my coach saying this phrase to me and it was like a mantra for me for a while and it's been a little bit so I like forgot it but today I was like okay I need to go back because I knew I wrote it wrote it down somewhere um and she said that the action of comparison itself is not the issue Comparison becomes a problem when we're placing value on observations that should otherwise be neutral. Yeah. And I remember it felt like a light bulb moment for me because she's saying what both both of us have just said. Like, comparison isn't going anywhere. You've seen in your research, and we all know that, like, it doesn't matter who we are. We're comparing ourselves to other people. But what we need to be doing is recognizing that it's natural And all that it really is, is an observation that we're making. I have brown hair. She has blonde hair. I have a small butt. She has a big butt. Like all of this stuff is just (laughs) like an observation. But then 
like my coach taught me, we're placing value on that as if it means something more than just a neutral fact. So I'm curious kind of your thoughts on that. Oh, I love it. And I think in my own head, I was thinking about this. And every time I would think about like comparison or the fact that I'm comparing myself to others, I felt kind of this felt feel still very present, like guilt or like even shame for comparing myself. I'm like, oh my God, I should be better than that. I should be beyond that in my personal growth where I'm no longer thinking about or obsessed with this other situation a person may be in. Um, So to kind of bring it back to, no, making observations is a natural thing. And making those observations is not what I quote unquote need to work on. It's more that placing value. And I think that's Mm -hmm. like huge. And also when you say that's a mantra, that's a very long mantra. Yeah, I think, Um, well, that's why I couldn't remember the exact quote. Because it was like, I knew like the premise of what she was saying. And I would kind of just have to remind myself of that. Yeah, I love the principle of it for sure. Is just making observations is kind of our job as humans. But we complicate it by placing value. And that value is not necessarily even determined by us. It's like the input that we're getting from society and social media and mm-hmm. our surroundings that maybe we're choosing or not choosing for ourselves on that's good or bad, better or worse. Um, and that's not even what we personally may think or value. Like it's just something that becomes subconscious um, yep. way quicker than we probably need it to for sure. Yeah. And I'm just like nodding my head along the whole time because that was one of the notes that I wrote down. I think when we talk about comparison, even though it's not, jealousy comes up almost as like a synonym to that comparison because more often than not, that's what we're feeling when we're comparing. Um, And so one thing that I wrote down is just that the jealousy that ends up coming from comparison more often than not is just the result of like what society or social media and all of the people around us tell us we should want or we should be. And I think that's where the comparison is showing up the most. Um, But as you yourself have said, like there is some value in that at times. Like I know I have definitely compared myself to somebody's career situation and I have felt jealous about that. But I was able to kind of sit back and think about it deeply enough to know like, why am I feeling jealous? And kind of like, maybe that's something I want for myself. And so I think that even though comparison can be painful and it can really, I don't know the word that I'm trying to reach for. Essentially, it can be really painful, but a lot of times it's digging into maybe what we want for ourselves and forcing us to be brutally honest. That's not to say that comparison is always good, but there are times where it can be good. Yeah, I love that. I think that's what some of the research was showing of the purpose of that is to help us recognize something that we may be desiring. And I think that can be perceived as something negative, like you want something more, you're desiring something or you're lusting after something. Mm -hmm. But really, in another way, it's just helping you tune in to things that you're interested in or maybe, whoa, that person 
doing XYZ, maybe it's not necessarily the exact thing you want, but the freedom that their career path has afforded them, or maybe it's the passion that you're seeing that that person has for that path that they're choosing. What you want is the passion or what you want in that is the freedom. And so I think that gives you these kind of breadcrumbs as these feelings come up to kind of these puzzle pieces to piece together for your own life of like, how can I cultivate my life to reflect the pieces of theirs that I want? Not the exact life, not the exact lifestyle necessarily, but what I'm seeing in them is like, they seem to be financially secure. Like I want that for myself or Mm -hmm. they seem to be, um, taking the opportunity to go on trips or find adventure and enjoyment in their life. Like I want that. And so to figure out what pieces of it, it's not necessarily the physical thing. I mean, maybe it starts with that, right? But if you're able to sit with that for a second, it's usually something deeper that you can create for yourself in a very positive way. Right. And I think the key on what both of us are saying is that while the feelings of comparison so I know comparison itself isn't a feeling but more often than not it's like jealousy that's coming up after the comparison that can feel very confronting but what we have to do is dig deeper and that's a lot to ask because even though you and I can say like oh just really think on it and reflect like (laughs) I think that like in my past and also still today there's times where like I feel the resentment or jealousy coming up from comparison and I want to run away from it. It's almost like, nope, I'm not feeling that. And so if you really want to find like productivity or growth from comparison, it does require this ability to kind of pause, look deeply at like, why am I feeling this way? And I think a huge piece, like you said, is like, even though we might feel jealous of this person and what they have or what they're doing, it doesn't mean that we want exactly their life. Because I know that in my own experience, I kind of fault to that. Where I think, I just want exactly what they have. But that's not true. I think we really have to dig deep um, into what exactly we are wanting or what we're jealous of. And then how we can incorporate that within our own unique life. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's so easy. We're saying this as if, like, every time I feel jealous because I'm comparing myself to others that I'm like totally above that and I'm like ooh, what does that mean for me definitely not true like not 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 true at all but I think reminding ourselves that that's how it can be used right mm-hmm. or what the positive intent can be behind that like that's just a good reminder not that it's a practice that we're doing every moment of every day But I think when I think of certain people in my life, like if I sit back and I'm like, why do I care about what my kids' friends' parents have or don't have? Like, why is that? And dig in. There are moments when I'm able to take a step back. Maybe not all the time, but there's definitely moments. And that helps me clue into things that I may be missing and that I'm ready to work for next. Um, So that refocus it takes like practice to kind of combat that inner voice or negativity. Um, and it's just reminding yourselves what are your priorities and that everyone has a different timeline. Right, right. 
And I'm trying to think of like, I know in my own coaching and growth, something that was huge for me, I think I mentioned this last time as well. For me, it's all about like my thought process. And so it's so key for me to be able to like first draw awareness to the fact that I'm having that thought, then being able to pause and then the reflection would come next. Um, And so while we're saying like, you need to reflect, I think for somebody that's maybe just beginning in this journey, it might even just be being aware that, oh, I'm feeling jealousy right now because I'm comparing myself or just, oh, comparison is happening right now, happening right now. Just being able to pause there. Um, but something else that I wrote down that I think is so important is that when we are able to identify that we're practicing comparison, we can decide whether this means that we need to take action or inaction. And what I mean is in that is saying that sometimes we might feel compare ourselves and then feel jealous but sometimes that jealousy as we said is just because society has told me I should want or I should be that and I think that we can pause and say but is that really even something that I want is this something this is key for me because as you know like I have struggled deeply with body image issues and so a big thing for me is that I might be comparing myself to how somebody else looks And I can never, ever look like that person. And that's where it's like, I do have to face the hard truth where even though I'm comparing myself and I'm feeling some resentment or just like ickiness because like I feel sad, but I have to be able to acknowledge there's nothing I can do to make myself look like that person. And that's when you kind of have to just accept that this is a moment of inaction and I can't do anything. Yeah, and that feels, could feel one of two ways. Freeing, like, okay, that's okay. I can feel it and let it go. And that's a freeing feeling. There's also been moments where I'm like, there's nothing I can do to have that. And that feels stifling and frustrating and all of these other feelings too that might not be that where I'm like, dang it, like, I could work so hard and still not have or be or do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And so it's okay to acknowledge that that could also create additional kind of yucky feelings, right? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. that path. And I think that's why sometimes we are hesitant to explore those feelings because we're not always sure where that's going to take us, where it's going to help us feel better or not. And that's scary sometimes. And I think that's why we tend to run away from these moments of reflection where we're digging deep into something because it's intimidating to not know what you're going to kind of inflict on yourself internally, right? Absolutely. And I like that you brought up that it is possible that that feeling can be freeing. But I think first it's going to take... It's almost like... um, exposure therapy like the first time I had to admit to myself like I am incapable of achieving that it hurt it hurt really freaking bad and it still hurts sometimes but I've had to tell myself that enough times that it little by little it's become less painful but at the exact same time sometimes it is nice to just like be able to know like I can never achieve that so I don't need to do x y and z that I was planning to do in an attempt to achieve that. Right. And I think there's this whole 
So we're talking about like this can feel negative and icky and why are we noticing these things, society and all of these pieces. But I think when you said that like my notes looked more positive, I think well, first of all, I listened to a podcast about it that was just really positive. And so I was like trying to capture some of those thoughts. But the more I reflected on those moments, I'm like, okay, that is true. It's been a really positive thing in my life too. And one example is like, um, I'm a part of this community of people who are working just on whole wellness. So it's a lot of like moms and teachers and people just in very different places in life. And so there's this kind of accountability group, right? Where, where, you know, you post after you work out or you eat something healthy or you choose water instead of a big giant soda. Like I just said soda, I say pop, but I feel like more of the world says soda. (laughs) And so I'm like trying to appeal to the masses here. Um, But when you're doing things that feel good, right? And a lot of that is focused on personal development. And so when I go to like, post or encourage someone else in the group, I'm not necessarily feeling jealous that they were able to wake up and get in a workout or make a healthy choice. Like I'm genuinely happy for them. And that too is like, I feel like sleeping in or not doing something, but then I see who they showed up for themselves today and I can show up for me too. And that becomes like Mm -hmm. a positive, encouraging, supportive thing where like initially it is a comparison like they didn't they did something and I'm choosing not to and sometimes that's okay we're giving ourselves grace but sometimes like they're doing it I can do that too and that's like encouraging comparison exactly I think there's 100% like two sides of the coin with comparison as I've already mentioned I think my brain instantly goes to the negative side just because of how comparison has shown up in my own life and my own journey but this is something I wanted to bring up with you today like the negativity related to comparison for me had to do with body image and all of these things that I've struggled with but then there's also this other element of comparison that's shown up in my life related to like career specifically and that's something where comparison has actually been really positive because I've been able to identify like Oh, I'm kind of jealous of like that person having this and why am I jealous? And that is what has encouraged me to like take the path I have, whether that's getting the credentials I have, going back to school and now being in the job I am. All of that came from being able to identify that this act of comparison is what drew awareness to me needing that in my own life and then striving for it. That is so cool to see that like obviously and I think hopefully if people reflect they are going to recognize those things too right like this quote-unquote like positive and negative side of it and be able to identify those things in their life as well um same with me like going back to get my master's or my board certification or all of those things did start from seeing other people who had it and it wasn't necessarily like the position they had, like, I'll never make a ton, a ton of money with my (laughs) job. But the fact that I was seeing people live out their passion and knowing that I had a similar passion or interest and seeing them do it allowed me to kind of channel that and work toward having a job that 
is hard and exhausting and so stressful, but I can genuinely say now that like I'm showing up to a job every day that I enjoy and feel like deeply invested in, in a way that energizes me even when I need to fall asleep on the couch at seven because it was a hard day. Like even in those moments, I know I'm doing what I want to do. And that came from seeing other people take action steps to live out their purpose. And I think that's Mm -hmm. been a really positive thing with comparison for sure. Right. Do you feel like, again, I'm going back to how my own brain works by being able to ask myself questions and giving myself a pause. So do you feel like the best thing for people to do in this situation would be like first acknowledging that comparison is happening, but then kind of deciding on that action or inaction question, meaning like, like, I don't know if like, so the action would be like, this is something a, I can change in my life if I want to. And B, I actually do want to change that. Where the inaction might be, I'm incapable of achieving whatever that is, so I don't need to take the action. Or it could be, even if I am capable, I don't even actually want that for myself. So it's kind of like being able to identify if this is a moment of action or inaction and then going from there. Oh, I love that. Because in theory, even the inaction is intentional, right? Or that's what we should be working for. I think if we default that it's easier to do inaction or default to, wow, this feeling must be something I want to do. So I have to act, 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 act. That's the opposite of our last episode where it was do less, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that is an important distinction. Um, And I think one way to determine that is not necessarily the first time that you recognize feeling yourself compare or be jealous. I think it's when it becomes like a pattern. So I saw these five, six people in my life all doing something that was leading them to be passionate about their career. Okay, I had a feeling every time I interacted with each of those six, let's say, that was a pattern that I was recognizing. Or if it's just a one-time feeling or only around like one other individual, I don't know that that necessarily needs to equate to a giant in-depth thought process with ourselves. I think when it becomes a tool or kind of a clue to us that maybe something needs to change or not, action or interaction, and it needs to trigger a kind of sit down with ourselves, I think that comes from recognizing patterns like I am drawn to or comparing myself to or feeling jealous of individuals in this situation why is that and then digging into that and so it's not every single time we feel this comparison bubble come up that we need to sit back and like reflect for a half an hour like I don't know that it's that I think it's starting to recognize patterns though of Mm -hmm. every time I'm around xyz I'm having this feeling that it might be more that I need to do. I love that because I do think comparison comes up very frequently in our lives. And so maybe every time we don't need to dig into this like deep self-reflection. I know like I can be out and see like a lady that's maybe like very girly girl and seems to have her life all together. She has her hair done, like dressed to the nines. Like that is never going to be me. I don't even (laughs) want to be that girl. 
but society has told me in many ways that is who I should be. And so like, that's an example where like comparison is coming up, but it's like, it's not something I dwell on all the time. That's just a random thought that might pop up. So I do like the idea of being able to maybe pour the energy more so into like patterns of comparison that are happening, happening more often. Yeah. And I think part of that is like, we also, I mean, I can't affect, I can't control, right? Like who I pass on the street in that example, like every day or like seeing the target or who I'm encountering at work even. Like I didn't hire all those people. Like I don't, you don't choose necessarily who you're seeing on a regular basis. What you can choose though is being able to tune in to the feelings that come up with what you are choosing. So all of that to say like, I'm following people on Instagram, hypothetically, right? And I'm following them and I'm like, hmm, every time I see this, even if it's good intention, like their account is designed to inspire people, right? But if I'm having these feelings of ickiness or I'm not enough or why can't I be like them, every single time they come up on my feed, I have a choice to unfollow them. And I think recently I've done that a little bit, like, this person is out in the world being like a inspiration for a lot of people. But when I happen to scroll past them, I get this weird feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't need to continually expose myself to that. I can choose to unfollow. And I think counter to that, there are people who I follow, whether they're famous or not. And I'm like, oh, I feel good. Or like, oh, look at them showing up. Like, I want to be like them in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And so I think choosing that right when we're talking about like social media but not just unfollowing it's like those are people in real life too so who are you choosing to like follow right like in your own life so who are you surrounding yourself who is the kind of that tribe that you're gonna keep close to you and if you have individuals in your life that even if you've been friends forever if every time you're around them you end up feeling kind of yucky or like you're judging yourself because they're always one-upping or better than you, Mm -hmm. you don't have to put yourself in that situation. Like you can choose to unfollow in real life too. Yeah. And I think that takes so much self-awareness, which is hard. That's definitely something I am still working on developing as I'm sure. I don't think there's ever an angle. Like we're all working on that. Um, but I do think like even more than this topic of comparison, just this ability to de- to decipher like what is positively or negatively impacting us is so key. Um, social media for sure, but maybe even more difficult in real life. Um, and so I think that's a skill that people could definitely develop. I um, I wrote down when I was like taking some notes in preparation for today, jealousy was definitely coming up a lot like when I think of comparison, that is like second to come up for me. And I remembered, did you ever watch, um, the Atlas of the Heart special by Brene Brown? But I love Brene and I, (laughs) I need to, because she is my girl. Yes. I knew you love her too. So I'm excited (laughs) to share this because one of the things that, um, she talked about in that episode, and I really need to read the book was the difference between, jealousy and envy and I had to look this up ahead of time but it's really cool because she was saying how we all tend to and I have done even throughout this episode we use jealousy 
in the wrong way where what we're really feeling oftentimes is envy. And so what she says jealousy means is the fear of losing something that you already have to someone else. So maybe we feel like to me, I think of feeling threatened. Like Mm -hmm. maybe I have this boyfriend and I see this girl that I think maybe he would like her more or something. And so I'm feeling threatened and jealous of her because I think she might take my boyfriend. Like that's an example of jealousy. Whereas envy is what I should have probably been using mostly throughout today's episode is wanting something that someone else has. God, words, just the freaking power. I don't know that I've distinguished the difference between the two, but it really is two different They seem like synonyms and they're really not. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she's saying because I think the example she used a lot is like often we see somebody like on vacation and we're like, God, I'm so jealous of them. But really we're not jealous of them. We're envious that they have this thing that we wish we had. And so I just think there's a lot of power in being able to choose, like choose our words in that way. And there's so much more on this topic that it's been a while since I watched that episode. But I would encourage everybody and you to kind of go back. Because I remember feeling like a light bulb in it. And it kind of takes away a lot of the power that we otherwise feel with jealousy, I think. I like that. I think there's like this... The freedom that kind of comes from not necessarily experiencing choosing how to react, but... The whole concept of um, there's freedom in knowing it's not a reflection of me as a person if I have these feelings, right? So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm feeling jealous or envious or um, I'm comparing myself all the time or I'm feeling, I don't know, whatever, that these feelings hold value, right? So we're talking about like, and so if I'm feeling more of X, Y, Z, that makes me more or less advanced in my personal development, right? And I think mm-hmm. there's this freedom in knowing, like, feelings are just feelings, and we, yeah. they can come and they can go. And some of them, yes, we need to sit with and reflect on and draw meaning from, but it doesn't always have to be that. Like, sometimes it's okay to just be sad or, like, Absolutely. to just be joyful at something silly that doesn't seem like it's actually funny or joyful at all but like in this moment it's making me laugh and that's okay to just live into that and so when you're saying putting value on things right or value on these observations it's the same thing as like observing our feelings and the value we place on that like may or may not be valid right right yeah Because we're all just creating these storylines in our mind. Do you listen to, um, what is the podcast? Is it Unfuck Your Brain? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like her whole gig is to talk about how our thoughts, we like create these storylines and let it dictate our whole lives. And I feel like that's what this is, is that assigning value to thoughts or observations and if we can kind of work at untangling those then these moments of comparison become a lot less intense or making us feel as if we have to have these really like huge steps in 
answering to or responding to that comparison. We can kind of just look at it as like, oh, that's just a thought. And do I want to act on this or is it just a thought? Yeah, I think my brain is going like, God, we keep saying like it's a value we place on it. And I think you can go too far of like nothing really has value. They're just things that are happening. And we can just observe, sit back and observe everything and not deeply Mm -hmm. feel or place value on anything. And so although there's some freedom in that, right? We're like, okay, I can just watch this world happen. That's not living as a full human either. So obviously value is going to be placed on different things. But what we're choosing to place value on, I think, is what makes us all so uniquely individual, mm-hmm. right? Is like what yeah. you play, choose consciously or subconsciously to place value on is innately different than what I would choose to place value on, right? And I think absolutely what is helpful, though, is when you're noticing these people to follow or unfollow that make you feel icky or make you feel good, like likely they are also a connection with you because they are placing value on similar things, right? And that's why mm-hmm. you feel connected. And so I think it is important to like be in tune to that and be aware that although we can choose to place value or choose to dig into feelings or not, we have to be careful to not go too far to not place value on anything. Because as we said, those feelings or thoughts often are giving us some pretty big clues into who we are kind of meant to be. And I feel like what you're saying really ties into the more positive element of comparison. And I love that you highlighted on values being that they are your own values. Like what is valuable and what somebody might choose to take action on is very different from what I might choose to take action on because that isn't as valuable to me as what this other person is. And I do agree. Like we can't just be like, Oh, nothing matters. And all of that. (laughs) It's just, it's going to take that self-reflection again and choosing what matters to you or what's important. Yeah. And like, I think like maybe even to round it out is that the most important thing that's kind of hit me in this is that observation, like all of these things start as an observation. Like mm-hmm. I'm not comparing myself or jealous of someone if I didn't even notice them walking down the street, right? So it just is starting with an objective, neutral situation. And then I love your steps of like, okay, that's the first step, right? Okay, yeah. we noticed something. It's an observation. Next is, okay, this created a feeling, so we need to recognize that, right? And is this requiring or asking of me to take action or not? Many times it's not. Like, many, many times it's not. And probably most things start as inaction unless you start to see it as a pattern. And then you're like, ooh, that's a clue. Like, I'm even noticing something more. Like, there might be a reason subconsciously that you're even objectively noticing something, right? And so being able to tune into that and use it as inspiration and even encouragement of this person accomplished that, like I want to and can do that too. And it's not going to look exactly the same, but I'm grateful that I had this neutral observation and I was able to sit with that and do something with it for myself. Right. And I'm just glad you closed out on kind of like providing them that 
action related to like the nugget we hope to leave you guys with. Um, and the only thing I would add on to that is like when you get to the step of deciding is this action or inaction related to inaction, it's so important that we ask ourselves if what we are comparing or striving for is even possible for us. Because sometimes it really isn't. Um, And then the second question related to inaction would be, is this something I even actually want for myself or is this just society telling me I want it? So we have awareness of the comparison happening, then deciding what feeling or emotion is showing up from it, and then deciding the action or inaction related to it. Yeah, it's like super simple, right? Yeah, It's like three super (laughs) easy steps. And once you start doing this, your whole life will change. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was going to say, I think at the very end of our first episode, we ended in saying, like, this isn't simple and it's not going <laughs> to be quick. And I, that will probably be how every episode is ended because these are things that you and I have built over how many years. This isn't, like, maybe we can say this is what has worked for us now, but it didn't just happen overnight. Um, but that's why we want to speed up things for anybody who's listening as well just to kind of help them avoid the struggles that we had to get where we're at now and also those struggles were part of it I mean like we wouldn't be here and I wouldn't even say we're like again at some end aspirational point in either one of our lives I don't think but um yeah having those feelings or having it be hard kind of leads you to some of this too and maybe even now There are people looking at you in that supportive, encouraging, they want to aspire to be like the vulnerable, open, authentic self that you are. And that's kind of what we're hoping that as you become that, you become that inspiration and kind of model for other people too. 